Hello and welcome to Wolfie's Workplace Career Chats, where we discuss everything and anything careers related. Our goal is to connect students with opportunities to explore their life path, build skills and networks, and gain knowledge of how to succeed in their chosen industry to support employment and cultivate the motivation to persist and complete their studies. But regardless of whether you are a student or not, please feel free to join us. Welcome. I am your host, Sophia Bega, and I am the Career Zones Employer Relations Specialist. In this episode, we will provide you with a brief introduction to the world of networking and job searching from an employer perspective. We will be speaking with two local Thunder Bay employers to find out a little bit more about their career paths and advice they have for students looking for jobs, with the intention to spark some inspiration in you regarding your own career path. I am very pleased to introduce Jason Thompson and Michael Nitz as our special guests. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for the invite, Sophia. So, Michael, can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? So if you could describe your educational background, how you got into your company and industry, and the role that you currently have. Yeah, right now, I'm just honored to be the district vice president for TD Bank for all of Northern Ontario from Manitoba border to Quebec border. Not a job I ever thought I would have uh, in university growing up in Toronto and looking at options. I wanted to be a gym teacher. I wanted to promote physical wellness to kids. Moved up to Lakehead University for the kinesiology program. After two years, switched over to business. I just found I was showing up to those classes and I took an interest in those classes. So switched to business and then ended up working in the financial sector. So it's been a great journey. Got an opportunity to work with many phenomenal employees and just, yeah, honored to be living in Northern Ontario. That's awesome. I love the direction your career path took, especially from what you thought you were interested in as a student to where you are now. Yeah, it really taught me to follow my passions, right? So I was enrolled in all these kinesiology programs. I had some business electives. The stuff I got excited about wasn't kinesiology. So made the quick switch. And I think it's just everyone follow your passion because your, your career is a long time and just focus on those areas that ignite you and you jump out of bed wanting to do instead of those that maybe necessarily aren't that way that your parents push you down that path or or if your path changes, don't don't be shy. That's awesome advice. And Yeah, I also would encourage students to not hesitate to pursue what really interests them. And uh, Jason, would you like to introduce yourself as well? Yeah, for sure. So Jason Thompson, I'm a proud member of the Red Rock First Nation, president of Superior Strategies Incorporated, as well as president of Warrior Engineering. In my path, I guess, ultimately, was very typical to most folks in Northwestern Ontario, where I went to high school at Nipper Rock High in, in Red Rock and graduated and did a year of college decided I wanted to go to work and make some money. So I did that for a few years. And when the forest industry started to collapse, I decided, you know what, I got to return back to school and finish my studies in human resource management. And again, I was very passionate about health and safety. Health and safety in the human element has always been something that's really kept me enthused, but also looking at ways of, of doing things differently. And, you know, I've always said, as we grow and develop, I've been very fortunate. We're working in a lot of really inspirational type business sectors with advances in modern technology. We're talking about compostable bags, working with robotics. But one thing that's always stayed true to me and true to what I believe that there's no greater asset to any company than the human asset. And that's why human resources has always been a huge for me and health and safety. Right. So we started out business as a health and safety training company and have evolved to a number of things. Like I said, I'm very proud to be from Northwestern Ontario. I'm a huge supporter of Northwestern Ontario as a whole. I've always been about being a conduit to, to change and opportunity. And right now it's 
extremely exciting for the young folks. I'm enthusiastic about what the future holds for Thunder Bay and Northern Ontario as a whole and Canada as a whole. So I, I'm pretty excited about the path forward for everyone. And honestly, there's a, there's a place for everyone out there. It seems that you also followed something that you were passionate about as well with your career path. 100%. You know, we're very fortunate that, like Mike said, you know, you got to enjoy your work, getting up every morning and putting your socks on and getting ready to go. Like, I remember the first day of my first job and can't can't wait to get out and and get to work. I'm like that every day. I have to come to work every day with that same energy. Mm -hmm. And I always say, you know, if if people can come to work with that same energy every day, you said, I started this new job. I know it's not, you know, maybe I'm too philosophical in my thinking, but I do believe if if you look at things from a different perspective, it really helps shape your vision. Right. You can sit there and look at the negative and, and be angry or whatever the case may be. But to, at the end of the day, you're in control of that destiny. So you can make the choice to, to change things. That's true. Yeah. I love the advice that you have just starting out. So our first question, just getting into it. What have you learned from job searching that students and new graduates should know? And what advice would you give a student facing barriers who might be hesitant and nervous when it comes to job searching? Uh, so, Michael, do you want to take that first? Yeah, sure. So, first off, you just got to get out there and meet folks. When I hire Lakehead alum, graduates, I find there's a special focus on emotional intelligence. So, I find when I meet with Lakehead students and graduates, they have a great ability to connect with people, to talk to people. My only regrets in my career are MBAs who went to other schools, right? Like, it, it's not necessarily IQ that's going to get you in the door and get you a job. So much of the focus, especially around leadership or or roles where you're dealing with customers, is about those abilities to have a conversation, connect with someone, inspire and motivate. And I I think just really focus on the ability to get out there, what skills are required to go up, shake someone's hand, have a conversation, and then go and do it. There's a number of avenues in Northwestern Ontario and outside to grow your network. Show up to events, chambers of commerce do a ton of events, young professional organizations across Canada host a ton of events, and just go with a focus on meeting people, being curious, asking questions, and just wanting to get to know people. The other thing I would couple with that is an online presence through LinkedIn. Super important that individuals are out there, use it as your virtual Rolodex, sharing content that's inspiring to you that you think others would like, and engage with folks as well in that platform, and and never... Never feel afraid to to send a connection request to someone you just met, even if it was for a couple of seconds, because you don't know where that path and that journey is going to bring you. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that we really encourage students to do is number one, networking and showcasing the skills that you have. And it really comes down to, like you said, being able to show who you are and what you have to offer and just being confident in doing that. Yeah, people want to work with those that they like and that they trust, right? Like I can tell in 10 seconds if I want to work with someone and if I want to hire someone. So just leave all that that learning behind and just be a human and connect with them in the in the in that moment. Everyone says, you know, people put on their pants one leg at a time and it's it's true. Everyone has families, everyone has challenges, everyone's going through the same process of COVID. If someone has kids and you have kids, connect on that. Like just find a mutual interest and just talk about it. Food is actually the easiest thing. I find at a networking event, the best question in another community is, where do I get the best pizza pizza around here? <laughs> Everyone thinks they're a pizza connoisseur and it leads to some interesting dialogue amongst the people in the room. So just be human and just connect and just be be likable and be authentic, be you, be real, and you'll have no problem finding an opportunity. Yeah, I love that. And I think that's something that we also encourage students to do when uh, we discuss networking is that you just have to present yourself authentically because that is who you're going to be when you're working for someone. So if you connect then, 
then that is already something that is beneficial for your future working relationship. Just get an echo what Mike's saying about, you know, network, having a strong network and volunteering. I was on this person, our people that couldn't wait to become of age to volunteer for our fire department back home. I just I couldn't wait for it. I had to wait until I was 18 years old to become a volunteer. But that, that's really it. You know, I, I really believe in giving back to the community, being a part of the community. It's how you make great connections, right? You talk about using your social media platforms and there's a variety of different platforms out there again. But also remembering that those social media platforms, everything that you post and see, Right? Mm-hmm. You got to be cognizant of that. Everything you say. And I'm very active on LinkedIn and all that. I am who I am. I will not change that. I am who I am. And, you know, I, I try to be very honest and encouraging, but also there's a point to be educational, especially as a, as a First Nation person, Indigenous person here in Canada and in Northern Ontario, right? You know, you know, you see a lot of challenges and barriers. We face a lot of challenges and barriers. I need a head on. And... I am the person that, you know, if you're willing to work with me, I'm willing to work with you. And, you know, you're very proud to say that as an Indigenous organization, Spirit Strategy is 100% Indigenous owned and operated. We're one of the very few companies doing what we're doing uh, in, in multiple sectors across business. We also have Warrior Engineering, which I'm a majority owner of. But again, it, it's about empowering our people. We talk about barriers, and we faced a lot, and we still face a lot. There's still a lot of challenges relative to residential schools in the history that, you know, 150 years of, of challenges we face as Indigenous people. And it's more so about picking each other up. I've always said that our people are not anti-development, we're anti-exclusion. And it's really seeing yourselves in those positions. And that's why I'm very proud to say within our organizations that a majority of our employees are Indigenous and the majority are female. So I walk inclusion every day. I live it, I breathe it, this is who I am. And, you know, I can have a conversation with and Kerry, you're talking to the Staples or wherever, each corporation say, I'm doing it. And if I can do it, you can do it. And it's really about, again, it, it's showing people, you know, what, we, what we've created here as a couple of companies is that there's a stigma and stereotype out there of the lazy Indian. I don't believe that's the case. I really truly believe that why we've created this warrior brand is a brand that built on inclusion. And it's about inspiring people to say, no, if I can do it, you can do it. I grew up on the res. I know I've seen those trials and tribulations and it's really about inspiring people. You know, the four colors of the medicine wheel are inclusive of everybody on this, on this planet. Right. And that's really what we want to do. So again, at the end of the day, I think it's, it's also important to understand that sometimes the challenges or barrier created is, is within, is within your head and, and dealing with some mental health issues and challenges. It's all part and parcel of what we're dealing with. And everybody goes around, okay, the color, skin you are, nationality you deal with. But it's about picking us up. And I really think your generation as, as a people are in a great place right now to really impact change. And that's what's inspiring for me. And I sit there and go, I see opportunities every day. And how do I communicate that to people so they see what I see? And that's a challenge for myself. And I'm open to, open to the conversation, but I'm willing to, like, I see so much opportunity for our youth. Right. And that's where we're at. You know, again, like I said, there, there's so much potential. I see the opportunity for you know, my kids, my grandkids and, and the future generations where we talk about seven generations and I see the opportunity. I think you know, we're slowly turning that corner. It's still a little ways away, but very positive. You know, with companies like TD Bank, Mike and his team are known is tremendous because we see that corner turning, right? And we see the opportunity. It's a matter of ensuring everybody sees that opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry for a long-winded answer. No, no, I think that's very important. Yeah. And um, yeah, thank you for bringing that up. I think... Um, you want to work for an employer, too, who wants to be res- representative of the community. You want to work for an employer who wants to be diverse. At TD and other largest organizations, they have a focus on more diverse workforce. And 
I can't agree more with Jason about, you know, the barrier sometimes being the individuals themselves. And in the banking sector, if there's a, a youth going up in a remote First Nation community, they probably never thought of working in banking, but ask some questions, reach out to folks. The company you want to work for likely wants to, wants to engage with you. And we've come a, a bit, we have a long way to go. Both my sons are members of Four Billion First Nation, and, and, and I'm really excited about when they start looking for jobs in 10 years about how much farther we can go in that time. But never be afraid to reach out to someone. Never feel you're not uh, worthwhile of a conversation with someone. Just, I mean, reach out your hand, and if they don't reach back, you don't want to work for them anyway. So find those organizations that want to learn and listen from a diverse, a diverse group of folks. Mm, that's very true. Yeah. So it, it does come down to what kind of company you want to work for um, and then finding the right fit for you as well. So moving along from that, what's the most difficult part about job searching from your perspective? How would you encourage students, especially students facing barriers, to overcome these challenges? I think ultimately it, it, it comes down to having the confidence to, to venture into a path that Especially on, again, I'm going to refer back to the Indigenous side of things where you're not seeing a lot of people in these positions, whether it's engineering or, or even in finance. So it's, it's going in with the mindset that I will be groundbreaking. I am going to be a role model. And I think it's through that perspective to say, you know what, I think, you know, in most sectors across you know, Canada and the world right now, there is a, a more of a welcoming perspective to diverse groups, right? A lot of diverse groups doesn't mean, doesn't mean just one or any one or two in particular. It's, it's everyone. I think, you know, this huge movement relative to ESG, you're seeing that. And I think it, it's more so of being confident and willing to sit there and say, you know what, I'm doing this for me, but I'm also doing it for people that are combined. And that's kind of the message we, we have. And, and, and it's really about in our indigenous thought process to warrior is ultimately the, the, the protector, the helper. And that's what the warrior is. It's not the aggressor, which is sometimes perception, but it's ultimately the helper. That's what we want to do. We want people to help because again, it's, it's Senator Larry Sinclair said, for us as Indigenous people, it took us 150 years to get to the place we're at. It's going to take 150 years to get to the place we want to be. What it's going to take is people having that confidence to sit there and knock on that door, be a part of this group, get out there, right? Especially when, you know, you might've been dealing with challenges or, or an unhealthy home, whatever the case may be, but to have the confidence to, to be that person that institutes change. Cause that's really what it's about. It's student change, right? Having that confidence. And I think if we can find a peer group or a collective to sit there and support you in that, that's what we want. And like I said, I think right now we're in a, we're in a, probably a great place relative to where we are in society that is there to encourage that, right? So that's work to do, but I think we're in a much better place than we were probably five, 10 years ago. Do you have anything to add to that? The question was around challenges. Yeah, so challenges about uh, job searching. And then also if you have any perspective on something that students facing barriers could do to overcome these. Yeah, I think first off, just know that because you don't see a job posted with a certain company doesn't mean they're hiring. We've started more and more when we post a job, we already know a couple of people who are going to apply. So reach out to an organization that inspires you, an organization that you're interested in working with. Know that you as the the employee have a lot of power nowadays, especially with the way uh, things are in the community. Like if, if you're a really strong, passionate, hungry, humble, smart, uh, potential employee, you have the negotiation power to, to pick the employer you want to work with. So don't, don't underestimate that. I 
do know a lot of organizations go to online application for jobs and that's okay, but don't just apply to those roles online and expect to get an interview and get the job. You have to add extra nuances on there. If someone applies to a role and they haven't reached out to me, if I'm the hiring manager, if they haven't walked into one of our branches to drop off a physical resume still, they haven't gone above and beyond. So don't ever just click that apply to job um, button on your computer and then expect things to fall into place. Do those things that are going to get you noticed because yeah, sure. It's easy for you to apply that way. It's also easy for those 50 other people. And how are you going to differentiate yourself? So show up in person with a written resume, meet the hiring manager and start building a conversation there. So yeah, biggest advice I would say for anyone looking for a job, don't just apply online because you're likely not even going to get an interview. And I think like even more basic than that is tailor your application. Actually do your homework. Mm-hmm. If I don't, like, is this your organization you want to work for? Does it, does it share your values? Because that's important, right? Exactly. You don't want to get stuck in the job and, and yeah, I feel like you're, you're stuck there, right? Because you're not happy, right? You don't like putting your socks on every morning to get out the door. Find out if that organizational culture within that company aligns with your own personal values. That's important. Yeah. And then you can showcase that and that will come through when you're talking to whoever is hiring or whoever you want to connect with. Right. You know, from my my perspective, when I'm doing recruiting is I'm looking at behaviors and and I'll be brutally honest with you is that I don't look for, unless it's for an engineering or specific engineering position, I'm hiring for behaviors. I'm looking, I'm looking for positive behaviors. If you're willing to grow, and, and, and really commit to our team and be a part of our team and I want to hire you. Right. And I think that that's really, truly it because, you know, technical stuff, technical skills can be trained. People can be trained to do technical things, right? It's that people coming into work with a bit of a fire in their belly and a willingness to learn and help grow the company. That's what I want as an entrepreneur, as someone growing or a small medium sized business is I want someone to come in every day that you know, is going to come in and give an effort and be a part of the team and, and, and mesh well with the team. Cause at the end of the day, you know, as a, as a small business owner, we can't afford to have someone coming in also that's got a bit of a, a chip on their shoulder. That's coming in with a different attitude and, and demonstrating behaviors that are not, you know, in line with the rest of the team. Cause that damage is not a good thing. Right. And I think at the end of the day, we all have to be honest with ourselves and say, is this the right spot for me? I think that's at a, at a point where I'm at. Mike's 100% right right now. You can go out and find another job tomorrow. You can leave one today and find another one tomorrow. There's that much work out there. But after a while, if you're demonstrating poor behaviors, word also travels fast. And people are not going to touch you after a while, right? So it's understanding, you know, like you also got to be true to yourself, true to your employer, because everybody's taking a chance from the person applying to the person hiring, right? And again, we all want to see success. Like I've always said, you know, as, as a business owner and, and Someone who's growing people is that, you know what, I, I want to create a win-win as much as I can. That's really what it should be about, right? Not one person winning, one person losing. Mm-hmm. At that point, nobody, nobody wins in my perspective anyways. So it's creating that win-win where, you know what, I want you to be happy and come to work every day. And if you're not, then I'll help you find another position. I'll be honest with you. And I think that's really at a point where we're at right now within, you know, life and society saying, you know, like life is too short to go and be angry. At work, everybody has that choice, but I think right now there's a, a huge opportunity with how quickly the workforce is changing. We're hearing a lot of talk about robotics and how it's changing manufacturing. Even talking about the retail and service sector, we are going to see a huge increase in the amount of robotics that are going to be used, right? But you still need a human element. Still, I don't love to be served by human beings and, and human interaction. That's one thing that COVID has really taught us 
was that we created that human interaction, doing it online and virtual for two years is tough. And really it is about community, right? You need a sense of community pride. You own wallet, like Mike mentioned, the Chamber of Commerce. I'm very active in the Chamber of Commerce, very active within the community. And that's important for, for growing a network, right? And getting to talk to people and talking, you know, with people like Mike and others and, you know, finding out about different careers and what are, what are your options out there, right? Yeah. And I think even if you don't have the necessary technical skills, yep. don't hesitate to apply and to reach out and see what opportunities that you have open to you. Because like Jason was saying, there are a lot of opportunities for you just based on your transferable skills. And those are something that are that you grow and that are personal to you. And so like it is important to showcase those. The humility is also really important. Like not coming to the door first day, like, hey, Jay, how about your job, <laughs> right? Like now thinking you'd be the president and CEO tomorrow, like come in, be humble. If you're, if you need to move for, for a role to get the right role, by all means do that. It shows a humility that you learned. One of the best things I did after university was move, I moved to Nipigan. Uh, I, I lived across the street from where Jay went to high school in Red Rock, on Newton, on Newton. It was the best thing I ever did. And a lot of people said, well, you're moving where? It's like most hour outside of Thunder Bay, no big deal. But the skills that taught me, the, the connection to the community is really important. Getting to know real people was really important. And then from a job standpoint, I was doing every job in the branch. So I picked up a lot of skills. So be, be humble, be smart on, on, the, on the EQ side, and then uh, be hungry too. And hunger as far as be successful in the role you're at. And don't go to your boss every day looking for the promotion. Like do the work that's being asked of you in, in a great way. And you can get to wherever you want. And I've had employees say, I want to be the president CEO of the bank. I'm like, sure. But here's what I need from you this year. And then next year, I'll tell you that. I'm never going to downplay someone's dreams or hopes. But you got to put the work in if you want to get to that level. Nothing's ever going to be handed to you. It hasn't been handed to us. Right? So humble, hungry, smart, I think are three characteristics that everyone should have to be an ideal team player. I think it's good to keep that realistic. It's good to know that, yeah, at the end of the day, hard work is what gets you successful. It's yeah. not, doesn't all come easy. And not just one week of hard work. And that employee's coming, wow, I had a really good first week. I opened up this many accounts, I did this many loans. I'm ready for the next job. And it's like, yeah, it's five days. The commitment and then also liking your job is yeah. important because then you'll want to put in that effort. Yeah. I'm not a fan of the Monday, like, oh, it's Monday tomorrow. Or, hey, it's Friday, let's celebrate. If you're in that frame of mind or you're in that kind of job where you look forward to Friday, you're not on the right job. Exactly. Go find something where... You're a little disappointed that's Friday. Sure, you'll spend time with family or friends, but you should never look forward to Friday all week long because you're in the wrong job. I like that advice. I really hope that students listening to this can find a passion that will help them to discover that kind of opportunity. So far, we have discussed the importance of building a community and presenting yourself authentically when networking and job searching. In the next episode, we continue the conversation with Jason and Michael to delve deeper into some more concrete tips around what resources they recommend using when job searching and networking, and advice they would give students and their past selves when beginning a career journey. As always, the Career Zone at Lakehead University is eager to support your career journeys. Feel free to reach out at any time or visit our website at lakeheadu.ca slash careerzone to obtain more information. Thank you so much for listening and see you in part two.